Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, wrapping up the week. Another week. Um, in the can. Almost. The, almost there, aren't we? <laughs> if we can just make it through another 13 and a half minutes. That's exactly right. But we are excited that you joined us today. Coming into the weekend, we want to take this opportunity to invite you. If you are in the Tampa area, come out and worship with us this Sunday at Livingston. We'd love to meet you. Love to have you. Love to worship God together. We are looking forward to it. And all the information is found at our website, christiansmeethere.org. Christiansmeethere.org. Come on out. Let's Let's see. Matthew 13? Yeah, we're going to wrap up Matthew 13. I know I really hate that there was just so much in this chapter that we didn't, you know, normally what we try to do is like read section after section to get the whole chapter read throughout the week. We usually do that. We haven't been able to do that. We're going to drop to the very last paragraph, verse 53, all the way to the end of the chapter. We did pretty good. We did pretty well. We only really missed out on the wheat and the tares and the dragnet and the scribe with his treasures. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I hope everybody read that six times this week so far. I hope they are so curious about what I just said. They stop the car and they, and they go, right oh, now. Wait, what did what, which one did they skip? Yeah. All right. All right. Beginning of verse 53, I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. And when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there. And coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. I guess we should understand that if he has gone back to his own country, he's gone back to Nazareth. I believe that's true. Which is a little ways geographically from the Sea of Galilee. It's actually up in the mountains a little bit. And so uh, a little different set of people there. Have you been there? Well, as a matter of fact, I have. Oh, how about that? (laughs) (laughs) We were driving these winding roads to get from Nazareth down to the Sea of Galilee and it was one of the few times in Israel where I thought this is actually further away than I ever realized. Mm, interesting. And uh, the the guide made the comment that there's actually lots of little different roads known through different canyons and crevices to get from Nazareth to the sea quicker than the main road that they built. I thought that was interesting. Okay. But be that as it may, yeah, it's a, it's a different geography, and we're not down by the water, and there are cliffs. And, you know, in the book of Luke, it says the people of Nazareth tried to push him off a cliff. Yeah. Okay, well, I, you see that. You see where that could have happened in that village. It's a steep area. Well, talking about it being so far away from the sea, I do remember a couple of weeks ago when we highlighted where where Jesus rebuked Bethsaida, Chorazin, and Capernaum, mm-hmm. and it, it specifically mentioned that these are places where he did a lot of mighty works. Yeah, very but, near the sea. But we highlighted that Chorazin was only mentioned that one time, and, and we're never— we're never shown what all works he did there. There's just this statement, and it's it's that idea. Look, Jesus was actually doing a lot of traveling. He was going a lot of places. He, he was. He was going to cities and teaching and, and performing works and wonders that we do not have any record of. Mm-hmm. And so between the sea and Nazareth and all those villages around, he was. it seems that he was traveling to a, 
probably a lot more than we would recognize because the purpose of the Gospels was not to give us the day-by-day, blow-by-blow, moment-by-moment, word-by-word record of everything Jesus did. It's, it's getting these highlights that let us know who Jesus is. So I see a connection here to some things. I guess it was last week episodes when we were talking through Matthew 12, right? Matthew 12 ends with uh, Jesus probably in one of those areas very close to the water. And of course, Matthew 13, he's been sitting on a boat in the water teaching all these parables. But what was going on at the end of chapter 12 was that his mother and brothers had come by to talk to him and get him. And of course, he makes the teaching that his mother and brothers are the ones that hear the words of the Father and do the words of the Father. And so we're invited to be a part of that family. Mm. We have this um, interlude, I guess, all right, all these parables taught in the boat. And now he actually has gone back home to Nazareth. Uh, they all know him and know all the family. Now, I recall in Matthew 12, some of the people were wanting to see a sign, demanding a sign. And he was saying, well, no more signs for you except for the sign of Jonah. Mm. Here we are at the end of Matthew 13 back home, and he's not doing miracles, mighty works here. And it says because of their unbelief. It does say that. Oh, so this is a passage that is misused and abused okay. by supposed miracle workers today. The fake healers? Fake, I mean, faith healers? Yeah, by those guys. Fake healers. You know, they'll come into town and they'll set up um, a campaign or a crusade. And if someone comes in and they try to heal them, but it doesn't work, mm-hmm. ah, well, this is just like Jesus. He tried to heal people in Nazareth, but because they didn't believe, it didn't work. You know, if you believed, if you really believed I could heal you, but you obviously don't have belief, so as hard as I try, I can't heal you. Now, first of all, let's just go back and talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right? If Jesus is God in the flesh, are we really wanting to say that Jesus is incapable of healing someone because my unbelief is just so powerful he can't overcome it? it? I think it breaks down a few ways. It certainly breaks down there because of how it reflects upon Jesus, right? And Jesus teaching about faith, that even the faith of a mustard seed can do some incredible things. So you're telling me that I've driven all the way across town in my wheelchair and all these other issues and... I don't have the faith of a mustard seed. Right. Yeah, right, I don't right. think so. I think you're a fake healer. So it seems that these guys are misusing and abusing this. So let's back up with Jesus. Then what's going on? Is Jesus in Nazareth just trying his hardest to heal somebody and that person just won't be healed and it's all because they don't have enough faith? Or is there something else happening? Do we recognize that if I don't believe... Oh, okay, okay, let me say it this way. Okay. Andrew, if you put a tent out in our parking lot Mm -hmm. and said, look, I'm going to heal you. Come bring your sick. Bring out your dead. I'm going to raise them. You know, I'm going to heal them. Bring bring your people that have amputated legs. Bring your people with cancer. You know, you you diabetics. I want you all to come. How about bring the people with COVID? Bring the people with COVID. I would love to see some faith healing on that. All right. You want to know what (laughs) I am? You want to know what I am not going to do? What are you not going to do? Show up. Oh. I mean, okay. I thought, thought you were my friend. Maybe I would. Well, not if you started doing that. I'd be like, no, I'm done with you. <laughs> I, no, I mean, you know, I might show up to see the show and just kind of see what's going on. But what I'm not going to do is walk down the aisle and, and have you heal me. Because, Andrew, I don't believe you can do that. 
Okay. And so I am not going to present, because I don't believe you can do that, I am not going to present myself to you to receive that. Sure. It's kind of like if you said, hey, Edwin, show up at my house tonight at 7 o'clock, I'll give you a million dollars. Yeah. I'm not going to show up at your house tonight at 7 o'clock because I don't believe you have a million dollars to yeah, give me. I get that. So, I mean, I think if you had it, you would give it to me. That's so, your. That's the kind of person so, you are. So you're illustrating a personal lack of faith. I am illustrating that I have a lack of faith in your ability to do either one of those things right Uh now. Okay. And so I'm not going to come and present myself to receive that. Okay. Therefore, uh, you know, I, I think that's what's going on here in Nazareth. We've got these people that look at Jesus and say, I saw him grow up. I know his brothers. I know his mom. I I know his dad. Who, Who does this guy think he is? And, you know, I'll sit back and kind of watch the show, but I'm not coming to be healed by this guy because I don't think he can do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think the idea here is, if I can say it succinctly, the issue is not that Jesus is trying really hard to heal people but can't because that person just doesn't believe enough. But rather, it's that Jesus has come in order to heal people, but nobody's coming to get healed because they don't believe. Because they don't believe. And since they don't believe, they don't respond. Mm -hmm. And because they don't respond, they don't get the healing. Mm Mm-hmm. And that goes along with this larger picture of, frankly, rejection. Um, Verse 54, when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished. This is not the first time that we have seen the response of the multitude to his teaching as being astonishment and marveling. That's where the Sermon on the Mount ends at the end of Matthew chapter 7. They are marveling at his authority. Um, When he worked different uh, miracles and synagogues and so forth, the people marvel at him, and he, he is amazing. All of that, though, is said with such a a good light. Um, Come and teach me more. But instead here, their astonishment at his words, they want to mock him. They they basically want to say, no, we we don't believe you because we know your family, because we know you're just from around here like everybody else. Uh, it's, it's It's a different kind of astonishment, I guess. When I think about kind of applying this to something that happens in the modern day, I hear people who, you know, well, I hear people that say, you know, hey, I want to believe in God. He needs to show me a sign. Yeah. Which is kind of like what we've been seeing throughout these chapters. Yeah. And they sit back and they question God. In fact, I've been on a on a station I've listened to on Amazon music. There's a old 90 song that comes up a lot by the fray. Uh, you found me. And it's about this guy who's asking, you know, God, where were you when I was in need? You know, you found mm. me too late. I lost, apparently he lost a loved one and it's, you know, where were you? Why didn't you deal with this? Why didn't you take care of this? And one of the things that, that we have to think through is that maybe God would ask us the same question. Yeah. Well, where were you? Where were you when I sent my son? Where were you when he died on the cross for you? Where were you when I revealed my word and the and the preachers and heralds were out proclaiming it, but you weren't following it and listening to it? I'm I'm pretty sure he did ask that question of Job, as a matter of fact. <laughs> he did, yes. Where were you when, when I, I did la- all these things? Yeah, I laid the foundations of the world and created everything. Where were you? So we're big on asking God, but what we see in that is a lack of faith. I because I don't believe God, I don't come to God. And then I'm wondering why God didn't do amazing, wonderful things in my life. 
so look, you know, I don't want to be oversimplified with this. The reality is, is that people turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that doesn't mean we're all going to have wonders done in our lives every day. But, but it's, man, it's the height of arrogance to say, I didn't believe in you. So I didn't come to you. And I, but you didn't do anything for me yeah, like you I, should and have. And then I blame you. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm I'm going to blame you. Uh, you know, it's like it's kind of like there, there's actually a line in that song where he says, you know, you never left me no messages, you never sent me no letters. You've got some kind of nerve taking all I want. Uh, so he's blaming God for the death of this loved one. He says, you never sent me no letters. Are you kidding me? I'm reading them right here. We've got all these letters. He's holding he, up a Bible, folks. Yeah, I'm holding up a Bible. <laughs> you never sent me no messages. Are you kidding me? His son came into the world and said, this is God. Mm-hmm. And you know what he did? He died for us. Mm-hmm. The father gave up his loved one. Uh, yes, we live in a world where terrible, traumatic, tragic things happen, and we wonder where God is in the midst of those. I'll tell you where God is. He's right there where he was with Jesus. He's holding our hand. He'll get us through, but we've got to believe, yeah. and we've got to turn to him. And to to blame him when I wasn't seeking him for, for not being there, well, that's that's like these guys in Nazareth who wanted a miracle, but because they wouldn't present themselves, they didn't get it. And that's because they didn't believe. Certainly people have a choice. When that bulk of teaching, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, comes to an end, people are marveling, and it is his authority, and it seems like a great thing. They're loving him. Now we get to the end of another bulk of teaching, Matthew 13, in these parables. They're astonishing again, but this time they're unbelieving. They're disbelieving. And it's, it's a choice that people are making today yeah. if we're going to choose the Christ and his kingdom. Yep. Let's turn to Jesus. It's going to take faith. He'll be there with us. He will save us. Why don't we wrap up with a prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for this week and the time that we've had to read Matthew 13 and these parables to give some consideration, Lord, to your kingdom. Uh, Father, it's encouraging to see your plan unrolling and 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 being accomplished throughout the ages and that we can be a part of it even today we pray father that we might be moved with faith faith comes by hearing your word and to read all of these parables and think about these teachings and think that 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 would not move people it's 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 hard to appreciate it. and i know father that there's still people that you love that jesus died for uh, who are struggle with unbelief today and so i just pray that in our way we might be an encouragement to help people to, to come to faith, to come to trust in this word, to trust in your promises and for the glorious end of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.